Caroline Dowd Higgins, host of Your Working Life, my podcast featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena with wisdom to help you thrive. This podcast provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And today, I am delighted to welcome my special guest to the show, Dr. Marika Lindholm. Dr. Marika Lindholm, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to dive into a juicy conversation. Let me tell our global listening audience all about you, and then we'll have a great conversation. Dr. Marika Lindholm is the founder of Esme, empowering solo moms everywhere, a website that aims to redefine single motherhood by providing resources, inspiration, and connection for solo moms. Born in Sweden and raised in the U.S., Marika completed her Ph.D. in sociology and spent the next 13 years at Northwestern University teaching issues of inequality, diversity, and gender. After experiencing divorce and subsequently becoming a solo mom, she was inspired to launch Esme.com, a digital resource to help single mothers. Marika is now remarried and living in New York's Hudson Valley and the mother of a blended family of five children, including two daughters that she and her husband adopted internationally. So Marika, welcome. Let's talk. What is Esme and why did you decide to launch this website? Obviously, your personal experience is what started it, but clearly you saw a need beyond that. Absolutely. Um, Esme is a, as you said, a digital, digital website, and we provide support, resources, and connection to moms that parent on their own. And I call them solo moms because single mom has had a historically pejorative context and um, often used in the media in, in negative ways. So we use the term solo to also bring in moms that wouldn't be traditionally thought of as single moms, women who are widowed, women whose partners are deployed, incarcerated, women whose partners might be traveling overseas for a year. So anyone who parents alone, we're there to give them support and inspiration. And um, yes, it does come from my personal story. I was divorced when my kids were three and five, and um, I've been teaching issues around uh, gender and what happens to women who get divorced and how financially it's very hard for them and how their economy drops, etc. But then the reality of being hit with a situation when I had a three and five year old and I had a good job, but um, it was very alienating. It was very lonely. I lost a lot of friends along the way. As most people know, when you get divorced, people kind of pair up with one, one or the other. And I just, as a sociologist, I thought this shouldn't be this hard. Uh, and so I made a secret vow at the time in the middle of my darkest night and said, if I can ever help another mom, get through this in a way that isn't so daunting and alienating. I was going to do that. <clears throat> and then flash forward 15 years, and that's what I'm doing. That's so, amazing. <laughs> well, yeah. and they say necessity is the mother of invention and this in this situation, truly. And as a professor of sociology, did you ever really think you'd become an entrepreneur? Because that's flexing a whole different set of muscles. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, I come from a family of people in theater and art and um it really wasn't on my radar screen at all. It wasn't something that I was familiar with. And um, I just, once the decision to do something like this, and I just, it just took hold. And I, even though I didn't come with a lot of skills and I didn't come with a lot of background, I just dove in and I just did the best I can. I was just, it was such a passion for me that I just went for it. I mean, I really, um, 
it was one of those things that I look now and I say, wow, I really have accomplished this, you know, a wonderful site and I have a, you know, a real business, but it was something that I was not prepared for. I really had to learn a lot. There was a lot of, um, you know, asking questions, getting new information, just being kind of on the edge, which was yeah. pretty exciting, actually. Yeah, I, I, I can, can relate as a fellow entrepreneur, but clearly there was... There is a thread of transferable skills that you translated from a mother and a college professor to founding this this online digital resource. Can you speak to those? Yeah, one of the things that um, served me really well as a sociologist is that I was determined to build a website that reached a lot of different demographics. You know, we I didn't want to just be a site for middle class, divorced moms who are white. I wanted to be a site that really served all the different communities. So I think my training as a sociologist really worked well here. I could, you know, look for writers. I could find data. I could, um, you know, make sure that the articles were speaking to and generalizing and being inclusive. So I think that sociology background helped me a lot. Um, in terms of my mothering, I have five kids and I have to say that that helped me tremendously. There are a number of things. I, I've, I've written about this before, but, um, you know, when you're a mom, you're working 24 hours a day. There's no guarantee of success. I would say the very same thing for starting a business. Um, you know, you just... Your, your kid might move back home when they're 21 or, <laughs> right. you know, it's not always a straightforward journey and you're working, working all the time. The other thing is I say there's no gold stars along the way. You know, your kid doesn't turn to you and say, Mom, that was an amazing parenting moment you just had. Right. Um, nor, <laughs> nor do when you're building a business from the ground up, do you get a lot of affirmation or, you know, so, so you, you just really have to plug through. And the other piece is that, you know, you can do all this research, which I, I, I'm pretty good at. That's one of my skills. But there's no amount of research that's going to prepare you for starting a, a business. And even though you read what to expect when you're expecting a thousand times, you're not going to be prepared for motherhood. So I think that's another link that you can tie together where, you know, all of these experiences as a mom and as a someone who's organized and had to, you know, I feel like every day I'm trying to figure out where all my five kids need to be and how they're getting picked up. And I think those organizational skills have served me really well. And um, the other piece is that you will get lots of unsolicited advice. And, um, you know, when you're a mom, a new mom, they're like, oh, don't do this. Or, oh, if you give them just a little bit of alcohol at night or if you, you know, <laughs> ne never swaddle them. And the same thing when you're starting a new business. I mean, I had, particularly men would come up to me all the time and tell me, oh, you have to do this. You have to do it like this. And so you have to learn to trust your gut, move forward, do your best. And so I think that there, there were a lot of skills that came out of my being a mom. And I think the sociology piece informs everything that I do because I'm so proud of our mission, which serves so many uh, different groups of solo moms and um, just the idea that eventually we could we could have some political power in that group and, and sort of assert some of the needs that solo moms have. Well done. So now that you are a full-fledged entrepreneur, do you find that other aspiring entrepreneurs, especially women, are asking you for their advice? Yeah, or I, have your been, advice? <laughs> I have been in that situation. And um, I think that they're, you know, I've probably picked up some things along the way. Um, and, you know, there's some pretty straightforward pieces of advice where, you know, you have to be patient, you need the passion, you have to be persistent. But um, the thing that as a, you know, academic, I will always say, do your research, don't be afraid to ask a lot of questions, figure out your market. Um, I did focus groups like um, in any good sociologist would. Right, I, right. I did focus groups in LA and Chicago and 
and uh, San Francisco to figure out and really talk to the moms and figure out what you know would I would a site like this serve a need and in fact then when the site was developed I went back to those conversations and tried to figure out what, what was best for them um, one of my things that my team laughs at me all the time but one of the questions I always ask when I'm trying to get information is you know what mistakes did you make yeah. so I talked to a lot of other entrepreneurs and female business owners and male business owners as well but basically I said you know, what would you have done differently? What mistakes did you make? I mean, I, I'll make a ton of my own mistakes, but why repeat the mistakes that other people have already already been through? So I had this notebook where it was in, information and inspiration, and, um, you know, I, I turned to that quite often. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, no one's going to be fully prepared for all the challenges. I don't know. Had I known how hard it would be, would I have jumped in with five kids? Maybe not, <laughs> you know. But um, now that I'm here, I'm so I'm, I'm loving the journey. I, I, you know, I feel I still feel passionate every day when I come into the office, and I'm I'm really excited about what we're, what we're creating. Well, I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice. You know, thank you for honoring the fact that failure can be a positive thing. We can learn from it, and I believe the resilience and the recovery on the other side of the failure is really the most important thing. You have had challenges. Anything that you would share that was a challenge? that you powered through that that helped you on the other side well you know we spoke about how I really didn't have a, a business background so I didn't come in with skills like I, I didn't grow up in a family where we were throwing around terms in the, in the business world so I came in with a, a lot of self-doubt where I was you know feeling behind and feeling like I had to catch up and that self-doubt I think created some mistakes. For example, I was overly impressed with people's resumes. You know, mm-hmm. I would look at them and be like, oh, wow, this person really must know what they're doing. And instead of looking at how much passion they had for our mission, instead of looking at, you know, the broader picture of what their personal experience might be in terms of providing something for Esme. So what I learned is I really had to trust my gut more. I made a lot of hiring mistakes in the beginning. And now I have a very incredible team of people that are dedicated and devoted, and, and they didn't necessarily come in with the most um, impressive resumes, but, you know, that was that was definitely something I learned. And um, I just, um, you know, the whole set of skills, I didn't know, like, what, I didn't know what a CMS was or SEO optimization, and so a lot of it was just kind of overcoming the idea that um, I wasn't as knowledgeable as others, and and when when you get down to it, you know, I'm an intelligent person. I could learn it. It was just, right, right. you know, that was. Um, but yeah, I, now I find it extremely exciting to kind of le- learn new things all the time. Good so. for you, and I I so appreciate that because the truth is, any career, whether it's entrepreneurial or in it within an organization, I think we need to consider potential a lot, not that perfect resume, right? And and if there's a mission match and a passion alignment, you can learn things. So thank it, you for that. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit. Who is the ideal audience to use the site and, and how will they benefit from Esme? Well, our audience is broad in that we really serve any mom who's parenting on her own. We um, have all, you know, we have many guides on the site. We have 20 guides that serve 20 key areas. So like whether you need help with childcare or you're a military mom or you're, you're facing your partner's incarceration or public assistance and wellness. So we have such a broad site. We even look at, um, you know, we talk about solo mom lifestyle. So really our audience is, is anyone that feels like they could use some support, some inspiration, some laughter. We have, you know, a, a section called laughs. We even um, have a section called showcase where we showcase uh, art 
and poetry and music by solo moms. Very nice. And yeah, we've really found in those focused groups that moms didn't want to just be defined by being a single mom or a solo mom, that there's so much more to who they are. And even if they aren't creating uh, the, the art or the music, they are, can be inspired by it. And we want to really honor that as well. So anyone who's um, you know, raising kids on their own, I think will find something at Esme.com for Fantastic. sure. Fantastic. So what are, the, what are the hopes or next steps long term for Esme? Yeah, I dream big. So um, I hope to eventually establish some centers on the ground because I know that there's women out there that we can't reach that may not, might not have the iPod or you know have be as have it be as accessible to getting um, onto the site. I also have um, dreams of creating single mom getaways and weekends because I remember as a single mom that vacations were so kind of. Uh, unsatisfying, should I say, because mm. you're kind of on your own with your kids. And my kids were very young. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if there was an, another mom and another set of kids where they could play? And so, you know, I think of retreats and vacations as something to do. And eventually, I'd love to partner with either a, another nonprofit or a corporation where we can, you know, dream bigger and do bigger things. Um, we also have a database of over 5,000 resources, and one of my goals is to continue to build that database, have people tell us about the nonprofits that help solo moms, and, and eventually, I would imagine, become one of the best data sets you know, ever created for, for solo moms to, to dig into. We, we now do it by state by state, so you can search in many key areas and find resources that can help you. That so. is brilliant. Keep dreaming big, my dear. I'm excited <laughs> for you. you, and it's such a great resource. Dr. Marika Lindholm, founder of Esme, empowering solo moms everywhere. Remind us about the website, and you've got some great connectivity out there in social media. Tell us how we can follow Esme online. Great. Yes. Yeah, so we're Esme.com. Super simple to find us. We are also on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So basically, um, you know, we are all over the social media world, and we have. Uh, Facebook groups as well that are individualized to certain types of solo moms. So definitely join us. Marika, thank you so much. You are a treasure, and I'm so grateful for all that you're doing for solo moms everywhere. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. Thank you. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning into Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. The show is now available on iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher. Be sure to subscribe so you get new shows every week. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.